0: cliffcentral.com.
1: J.J. Cornish. Good to see you, sir.
0: Bonjour once again. My goodness, it's good to see you. I thought I never would.
1: Yeah, sorry about Tuesday. I don't know if it was if it was your internet or ours, but here we are. And uh, JJ, we got lots to catch up on this morning. There's always stuff to talk about in South Africa, but I think in Africa in general, we we started last week when I when I thought I was talking to you and you dropped uh, this week rather on Tuesday when I thought I was talking to you and you dropped off about the refugee crisis in Europe and African refugees. Um, if you just want to mention that, because We are watching what's going on in the Ukraine. Do you think there's a difference between the way that Europe has responded to Ukrainian refugees and the way they respond to African refugees, he says with his tongue firmly in his cheek?
0: Yes, and do you think it might be? Are we being sensitive? Are we playing the race card here? Do you think it might have... Something to do with the color of the refugees that come in the boats?
1: Man, no, don't, huh? don't know. What do you think? What do you guys think? Huh? Isn't it amazing? But isn't it
0: amazing that 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 uh, the it's uh, the the head of the United Nations uh, uh, Refugees Council, you know, Filippo mm-hmm. uh, Grande, and the Pope, none other than Pope uh, Francis, in Malta, we, which is one of the countries that bear the burden of this, mm-hmm. saying, "You guys, we've just got to find a way around this because." Two days before that, ninety-nine-zero refugees had drowned off the coast of, uh, or migrants, if you want to call them that, dr- drowned off the coast of Libya. So it was a, an absolute shocker. Sure. And it was, you know, it's, it's, the, the fact is when, uh, uh, yes, you have to say that what has happened in Ukraine is, is, is plain for all to see. And, uh, and they were the neighbors. And, and there's all those kind of considerations. But right now, we have to find a way because the sea is getting calmer and warmer and more and more people are going to be coming uh, and they're going to keep coming to Europe. There's no way of trying to stop them. There's no way of sort of paying the Libyans no. to do it or or finding other ways is what the European Union has done rather unconscionably. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we just got to find a way. And, uh, and the fact is when it happened with, you know, when the shitted the fence, so to speak, in uh, Ukraine, they found a way. Yep. Four million Ukrainians have left their country and have been accommodated. Well, we're going to have to do the same for Africa or they will die in the sea
1: because uh, they will keep coming. Now, there's a story that... Anybody who cares a little bit about history in Africa will be very interested in. Of course, uh, you know Thomas Sankara, who was a, a famous freedom fighter sure. in Africa and a man who was killed back in 1987. This was a massive, massive story at the time. Now, the former Burkina Faso president has been jailed for life for killing him. This is interesting. Yes, indeed. Uh, Blaise After Kam- the- thirty-nine years. Wow! Tell Blaise us, tell us Blaise the whole story. Campore. Yeah.
0: Blaise Campore. Was Thomas Sankara's best friend, and uh, you know, it's like that story about the little bird that falls into the horse poo, and uh, you know, that gets pulled out. And the 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 moral being that when you drop in it, it's not your your friends who have put you in it, and it's certainly not your friends who take you out. But when you're in it, just shut up, you know. Mm. And here we here we have Thomas Sankara. He he is made president when Blaise Campore take. Uh, uh, perpetrates a coup, and uh, he becomes the Che Guevara of Africa. He's a feminist. He is against things like poor countries having to repay their debts to the colonialists. He's for vaccination, so he would have been very relevant at this time. Uh, you know, he, he, basically, he led the youth. He was the most inspirational leader. He's the guy that changed the name of Upper Volta to Burkina Faso, which means right. the land of the honest people. And then, uh, in, in 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 then uh, there's a coup in '84, and uh, 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 that's when he becomes the, the 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 leader. But three years later, <coughs> Blaise Campore launches another coup. His best mate turns on him, and kills him. Blaise Campore led the country until 2014, when he was overthrown, and he fled to Cote d'Ivoire. Now uh, it's in Cote d'Ivoire that he's been sentenced now to life imprisonment, uh, but uh, twelve people died with Blaise Campore uh, with, uh, excuse me, with Thomas Sankara, and, uh, um, uh, and 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 ten people have been sentenced uh, in absentia with Campore. So it's a a sort of mess that's now coming to an end, but it is interesting that justice should finally creep in. You know the mills of God grind slow, but they grind exceeding fine, and in this case, because uh, 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 we'll speak about Burkina Faso later, they're in a, bit, in, in a lot of trouble in terms of their food uh, 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 availability.
1: Mm. Yeah, I, this is this is unbelievable that it's taken this long for any kind of justice to, to see the, it, it, its day in the sun. Um, while we're talking about how long it takes for things to happen, I mean, the, the guy who, uh, the Hotel Rwanda man, uh, Paul, uh, what's his name? Roussagabina. Gabina. Rusessa Rusessa Gabina, Gabina. Right. Now, yeah, right. Now, here also, he's been sentenced to uh, jail for terrorism, and that's been confirmed by a Rwandan court. Just give us the background of this, because we know Rwanda under Paul Kagame is a place which is hailed by some to be this paradise where there are rules and everything works properly, there's no litter, but by others we're told that it is nothing short of the most hardcore dictatorship on the continent what's really going on in in rwanda and what does this have to do with this poor man or this this uh, this this terrible man depending on your point of view that's been sentenced
0: my the the, the right eye on africa i admire most michaela wrong has a new book out called do not disturb and that is the story of uh, the the uh, rwandan killed in the michael hotel the lesson being, uh, and generally what uh, uh is up to. Now, the point is... Kagame. Uh, Kagame. 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 But the point is, uh, don't cross him. Hmm. Don't cross Kagame. I've just said his name wrong. I'm. I'm You're finished. Serious this is the last time yeah. you'll be
1: appearing on our show. Sorry, uh, JJ. This is how it goes. <laughs>
0: Might well be. Yeah, I'm certainly going nowhere near the Michelangelo for a couple of weeks anyway. The fact is... Uh, 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 Rusesa Gabina made a name for himself Don Cheadle played him in that very memorable movie. Mm. Rusesa Gabina was the uh, manager of the Hotel de Mille Collines the Hotel of a Thousand Hills and uh, nearly 1300 Hutus and Tutsis refugees from the Interahamwe were there in 1995 the year that we were celebrating but that Rwandans were dying and But with his fame, he went on to the speaking circuit and so on. He became increasingly critical of uh, the uh, regime in Rwanda. And uh, as I say, you cross that man and you cross him at your peril, as as people in South Africa, people all over the world have learned. He's sentenced to 25 years for terrorism. He's in fact kidnapped. He gets on a plane from Burundi, a private plane, thinking it's taking him back to the United States where he's living and it lands in uh, uh, Rwanda, and there he goes on trial. He gets 25 years. But now they're they're not happy with that. They want to increase 25 years on the 67-year-old, overkill, beyond the telling of it. But nevertheless, he's 67. He suffers from cardiovascular um, illness. He's a, a cancer survivor. There's no doubt if he sits... 25 years from 67 years old, he's not coming out. But yeah. the Rwandans say, put him in for more. The court has <laughs> said, no, no, we think this is enough. Thank you very much. But it's sad. You know, it's one of those, another one of those stories that if it wasn't so tragic, it would get a laugh. But it's very, very sad. This like, you know, is saying that, uh, you know, I, I was kidnapped, this is not justice. His uh, lawyer, Kate Gibson, is saying, there was a sham trial, you know, that the uh, European Union, US Congress, uh, uh, human rights organizations have lined up to say what has happened to him is intolerable. It, a travesty of justice. But uh, the Rwandans weren't even happy with that. They wanted more.
1: All right. So going back to west africa now we have this this food food shortage problem there is massive food insecurity on on the west coast of africa this is i mean this is such a a fertile part of the world and really if it was managed better it could not only feed all of its own people but probably the rest of the continent too we have unbelievable food and, and, and fertility wealth in that part of the world, if, again, it was managed right, why is it that countries like the Burkina Faso that we were talking about just a moment ago with regard to Thomas Sankara, why is it that they struggle so much to feed their own people? And again, this is something I thought was behind us, JJ. I remember growing up, Bukino. And, and my mother saying to me at, at dinner, if I didn't finish my food, you know, there are people in Ethiopia that don't have food because you remember Ethiopia was going through a food crisis and they had these terrible pictures of thin people on the news every day. And yes. Oh, and, 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 and that's a thing of the past, I thought, but clearly not.
0: Well, no, it, uh, this, of course, is up in the Sahel, Burkina Faso, Niger, Chad, Mali, Nigeria. And when we say those three countries, we talk about the terrorism there, the jihadism that is there. Well, basically, this is a combination of droughts, floods, conflict, 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 the uh, economic uh, damage done by the COVID pandemic, and it's pushed people off the land. So they've now gone into the cities or the towns and and lodged with their their families and and essentially uh, hunger which was hitting 4 million people in 2015, now hits 27 million people this year. And by June, it's apparently going to be 38 million people desperately needing food. You know, we had the uh, UN humanitarian, uh, 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 Secretary for Under- Humanitarian Affairs, Martin Griffiths, saying he was talking about the impact of the Ukrainian war, which have stopped wheat from Russia and from uh ukraine which were really a breadbasket countries Mm -hmm. 325 million people in the world today don't know where their next meal is coming from now that's doubled in the last seven years it's it hasn't been this high in our memory and what basically uh, in the sahel uh, that's that's part of the thing because the aid that they were getting and relying on it's going now some of it is going to ukraine because yeah. you know countries like denmark have had to cut their aid so it, it, things are looking even worse there's one and a half million children now suffering severe acute malnutrition they are starving to death gareth and and that's the situation as i say it hasn't been well. helped by the ukrainian position either but this combination that has been a deadly one has 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 given ma- has made West Africa a country, a, a whole region that is facing starvation. Yeah.
1: Pumi, I mean, what kind of a, a world is it where Denmark, which is the size of a postage stamp, has to send aid to a huge region like that in order for those people to eat? It's, it's just, it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not only a, a, a huge indictment. And And again, I mean, why people would want to leave the country they were born in and the country that they know and the country that they understand and the country where they can speak the language and hop on a raft and try to get across the Mediterranean, for God knows what. There's no, they don't know what's going to happen. They might, be, they might drown. They might make it there and then be sent back. They don't know. But they'd rather do that than stick around in the country that they're in. And it's all because our governments don't know what they're doing on this continent. And very many of them leave a lot to be desired. An
0: all of them leave with freedom. this hope. Yeah, they live. They leave with this hope that it will be better because this is terrible. They know for sure this is terrible. So anything moving forward will be better.
1: Hmm. JJ, you, you've, uh, depra- uh, you've, you, you, you've 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 ruined not, our morning.
0: You've not seen any. You've not seen anything as sad. Yeah, I t- try to end. You know, I'm busy with my book and I'm trying to get a bit of a smile out of Africa, mm. but I've just depressed myself for the day now. I'm, I'm not going to be able to write. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm quite serious. You know, that. what is that famous line? Well, you know, if it wasn't so tragic, it could be funny. Well, I mean, what do you do about people? As I say, if they stay at home, uh, and uh, Buckman's absolutely right, they stay at home, they're either going to be killed. You know, being, well, in, in, in political violence, I or have being a, repressed to the extent I have a nice that they will
1: to die, All right. or they'll starve. I don't want anyone to leave here thinking that this is a depressing show, so I have one really good story from Africa, and I think that this is one which has gone largely unnoticed. Zambia's president, Hichilema has gone eight months without a salary, and he said he is not looking for money. That is not why he stood for office. So whether he's a good or bad person, Obviously, none of us know that for sure. We don't know whether his policies are going to lead to a complete renewal of his country or that things are going to suddenly improve. But at very least, we know that this isn't one of those greedy people who keeps taking money out of the state coffers. So I think to President Hichilema, you are our good news story for the week.
0: I can add to that. The uh, 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 Ghanaian president,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Nana Ado, he has taken a 30% salary cut to ameliorate or to help the, hmm. the country petrol price increase,'ll make it a little easier for them or to some extent anyway, but nevertheless it 's a, it's a symbolic thing, but thirty percent salary cut for the Ghanaian president
1: and Pumi, we have a billionaire as a president, and he 's still taking a salary right. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, i wonder about it. that all right jj thank you as always it's great to have your input we know a lot more about burkina Faso. i can't believe that it's taken this long for the the killers of thomas sankara to eventually go to jail and uh, this is the kind of stuff we learn from you every week so it's always good to have you on Analysis is of course brought to you by the johannesburg business school jj we'll see you in a couple of days
0: cliffcentral.com